Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. When you have a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. This past weekend for Mother's Day, I'm treating my wife while grilling. I'm treating myself with a Miller Lite. Miller Lite, it just tastes right. Whether it's barbecue season or just celebrating a regular day with burgers and dogs, with a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. You are listening to the Dan Patrick show on Fox sports radio. Brown's head coach, Kevin Stefanski has remained pretty persistent. That veteran Jacoby Brissett's going to be the starter when Deshaun Watson is suspended. Roger Goodell has made it clear. The league is looking for at least a full year suspension for Watson. Browns have a win now roster and they do have a lot of, salary cap space, and that could open the door for Jimmy Garoppolo to come on down. I don't know what San Francisco is going to ask in return, but by the end of this month, Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be on the 49ers roster because if he is, they've guaranteed that salary. It was reported yesterday Cleveland would consider trading for a quarterback if Watson is suspended a little bit longer than six games, maybe if it's doubled. Maybe if it's the entire season, Cleveland's cap space would allow them to bring in Garoppolo and uh, the Browns would get a proven quarterback and no guaranteed money after this season. Also, keep this in mind, Deshaun Watson's camp has now come back probably a little too late to say, you know, on second thought, about eight games and a $5 million fine. If I'm the commissioner, I'm going, hmm, a little too late. A little too late. You had a chance. There was the 12 games, $10 million fine, and Deshaun Watson's side said, no, uh, we're going to see how this plays out with the, the judge, and uh, got six games, and then the commissioner appealed. So here we are, and maybe dropping that hammer later today. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show. And I also wondered about this for Jimmy Garoppolo. He was kind of coy with getting surgery in the offseason. I don't even know if the team, the Niners, were involved in that, knew about that. Had 
shoulder surgery. And then you wonder, okay, how healthy is he going to be? And if he goes to the Cleveland Browns, he's not going to start week one against Carolina. Week two, is he going to start? So let's say it's week three. Let's say Deshaun Watson gets 12 games. Now, I'm just trying to factor in everything here because I've been saying for a while, if I'm the Browns and Deshaun gets suspended and it's double-digit games, then I'd go get Jimmy Garoppolo. But let me look at it from Garoppolo's perspective. Let's say he's released by the Niners, that maybe he's not traded to the Cleveland Browns. And then maybe he does a Mitchell Trubisky sort of let me learn from somebody else and then go to another team the following season, maybe. Then you have to look at this and go, okay, how many games is he going to have if he goes to Cleveland where he'll be the starter and be able to prove himself? If you go, let's say Watson gets 12 games. Let's say Garoppolo would play nine games. Is he going to be satisfied with, hey, I get to play nine games, kind of prove myself, even though I shouldn't have to prove myself, and then what happens after that? He gets released? Because at that point, you don't need him anymore if Watson is not suspended for the entire season. Now, I think Watson's going to get the entire season, and I think he's going to get fined $10 million or more. It's just my thought with it. Uh, Everybody's kind of tight-lipped on it because the source I have on this, who is involved in this, said it is a wait-and-see game right now. A wait-and-see game. Because it's not like there's any other information here, although people have finally come around to my thinking on this, that you can't go to say to Deshaun Watson, hey, these four incidents, we're going to lump into one suspension. They are four separate incidents, violations sexual assaults, however you want to define them, they are individual. It's not like it happened over a weekend where we lump it all together and go, hey, four, but it's really, we're going to penalize you for one. So now you have some smart people who say, you know, the same thing. Hey, these are four separate incidences. So, So that's why you have people going, hey, why not give him six games per incident? Now it's a two-year suspension. And that's just people kind of at, you know, doing the math here. And now you're going to get people going, hey, I'm here and he's getting two years. No, that's not happening. Now, if they did it, I'd have no problem with it. But I think you got to be fair to the process here. And I don't, I don't think six games will hold up because six games doesn't truly represent four separate crimes, in my opinion. Now, do they double that? Do you triple that? Do you, that's why they want an indefinite suspension here. The NFL is looking for options here so they don't make a mistake like they always do when it comes to punishing these players. It's like Ray Rice, two games. Uh, wait, video came out? Uh, we didn't see that. Six games. Like, you know, they, they're trying to figure this out. And, you know, and the commissioner has public sentiment on his side. Because you, nobody's going to go, man, they punished him too much. It'll be, now you might have some stragglers who say, wow, that's, that's, that's a little too over, above, you know, the you know, call of duty here. I'm all for due process. We should all be. But I think you have to look at this as individual incidents. This is over the course of a year and a half. 
So I don't know, you know, when these women were with Deshaun Watson, but I have to look at this and say, look at these as individual moments here. But there's only four cases presented. There were 24 of these. Now, if I really want to get particular on this, you could go 24 times six. Deshaun Watson doesn't play in the NFL ever again. But that's not going to be the case. But those are some of the things that are happening. He's supposed to be starting tonight against Jacksonville. And unless there's last-minute, you know, decision and then what happens with the NFL Players Association standing up for him, representing him, also with his agent. I don't know if they come back and say, is there a number that we can agree to so then we move on from this? Because, you know, they came back with eight and five. Eight games, five million. And the NFL's probably got to be going, man, they are nervous. And they should be. Deshaun Watson's side should be nervous here. Because the commissioner has said this is predatory. He's, he's a predator. So when you come out of the owners' meetings where you're talking about, hey, and great news, the Broncos were sold for $4.6 billion. Got all the reporters there, and he wanted to talk about Deshaun Watson. This is one of those where I don't know if it's Adam Silver with Donald Sterling, but it feels like this is one of those, you know, remember when the commissioner cracked down on uh, Deshaun Watson? Man, you know what? I, I gained a lot of respect for him. It feels like that's where we're headed with this. So we'll keep an eye on that. Jimmy Garoppolo's situation. What do you get for him if you're San Francisco? Is it more of just, here he is, take him. Browns have cap space to, to take him on. But I don't think you're getting anything better than a fourth-round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. Because you don't want him. And remember, they wanted two second-round draft picks because we thought maybe he goes to Pittsburgh. I don't know how healthy he is. He's not practicing. And he's owed, what, $25, $26 million? The Browns are already paying Deshaun Watson, Jacoby Brissett, and part of Baker Mayfield's contract. (laughs) And now you're going to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. Hell, bring in Brian Sipe while you're at it. My God. Yeah, Paulie. It, it's sad to say, but it, the, the 49ers are in a position where they almost have to hope that a, a good quality quarterback gets hurt in the preseason, and then Garoppolo becomes that Sam Bradford from five years ago where somebody overpays him out of necessity. Yeah, but you know, you're on the clock because by the end of this month, you have to make the decision whether you're going to keep him and then you guarantee his contract. You know, I don't know if you go into... Uh, each morning, any quarterback get hurt last night? No, they didn't. Darn it. We still got Garoppolo on our team. Jacoby Brissett's numbers, 37 career starts, 36 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. Jimmy Garoppolo, 47 career starts, 71 touchdowns, 38 picks. All he does is win. Um, Jacoby Brissett is a backup quarterback, but this is a win-now team in Cleveland. And I think that's where you have to upgrade and uh, go after Jimmy Garoppolo. And if you're Garoppolo, prove yourself. Show that you can be a leader. Go in there. If uh, Deshaun Watson comes back after 12 games or 14 games, okay. But prove that you are quality quarterback right now. And maybe you can revitalize your career a little bit here. All right. Uh, what kind of poll question do we have? By the way, Field of Dreams game was wonderful. 
A lot of uh, preseason football from last night. And uh, let's see, anything else? Giants, Patriots, Titans, Ravens uh, with their uh, week one. We tend to overreact because you know what happens? People don't watch preseason games. They watch highlights of preseason games. Did you see Malik Willis? <laughs> yes, I did. I saw somebody who held on to the football way too long. Now, he did make some great plays, but that style doesn't last. Got to be able to be in there and get, get rid of the football, and he did not. Now, first start, a lot of fun. I like how Ryan Tannehill, I don't know, job in jeopardy. Uh, Dan, are you skipping ahead to our poll questions for today? Oh, is that what it is? We do have some uh, preseason overreaction polls that okay. we possibly have. Okay. Should the Titans bench Ryan Tannehill? Yeah, um, hmm. Dot, dot, dot. Hmm. Does Bill Belichick know what he's doing? Yes or no? <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> he lost to the Giants, please. Dan. Yeah, he lost to the Giants again. Super Bowl rematch. Yeah, hello. Oh, my God. People are obsessed with this. Who's calling plays? Who's calling plays? Patriots. He doesn't know yet. Pedro, Belichick, he's got to, what's wrong? you got to get somebody to call the plays. So the greatest coach in history somehow goes, I'll be damned, I forgot to designate somebody to call the plays. Who wants to do it? Uh, uh, okay, go ahead. We'll do it by committee. Yeah, Paul. Did you see the Patriots offense last night? Mac Jones, no completions, no touchdowns. Zero completions, mm, zero touchdowns mm-hmm. for Mac Jones. Yeah. How long did he play last night? He didn't play last night. Absolutely. Didn't suit up. Yeah. Speaking of which, are the Ravens moving on from Lamar Jackson? Oh, <laughs> Three God. quarterbacks used, not him. This is like overreaction Monday. Was that a shot towards his contract situation oh, that they I know. took? Oh. <laughs> it depends on how desperate you are for talking points today. Our hot takes. Like, what do we... Let's lead with the Patriots. Why? I don't know. It's Patriots, Belichick, slow day. I don't know. Giants, playoff bound, question mark? <laughs> what do the Cowboys think about the Patriots' struggles? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what does LeBron think about yeah. the Cowboys thinking about... Could LeBron James yes. save? The- yeah. That's how you do it. It's like, how do we connect the dots to LeBron or the Cowboys? How do we do that? How do we do that? Kyrie uh, loves Malik Willis. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know it. Just you throw it out there. Now, it's... Um, <laughs> Should the Cowboys be worried about the Giants? That would be your spin probably today. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. The original light beer. 1975, Miller Lite. Yeah, the original. Yeah, 1975. Perfect companion for uh, us grill masters across the United States. This past weekend, even Mother's Day, I'm treating myself while I'm treating my wife for Mother's Day. Out there cooking, and I've got my Miller Lite, my friend, right there with me. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. It's You can't debate it. I would try it. Would no, lose. you can't. Taste as great as the barbecue you're making. The beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It tastes like a beer. Less filling. Only 96 calories. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. 
Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Seaton, what's the poll question for Hour 2? Hour 2, by the way, brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. Stunning design, unmatched intelligence, and a compact ready-for-anything build. Sometimes exceptional is the rule. 2022 Mercedes-Benz GLA, member of the unrivaled SUV family. Learn more, mbusa.com. And we've got up there right now one of our favorite poll questions that we do. Uh, whose career would you want? Nick Saban or Darius Rucker? <laughs> Toughy. It, the more you think about it, I think the tougher it gets. All right. Well, Nick Saban, obviously, is Nick Saban. Thank you, Seton. Darius Rucker, obviously, uh, Darius Rucker. Right now, 56% of the audience say? Nick Saban. Darius Rucker. Oh. Huh. Okay. No offense. All right. What, Todd? Yeah, I got to go Darius. He's, okay. he's, he seems to be enjoying his life a lot more. He's got awards, three Grammys. He's, uh... Well, I think Coach Saban enjoys it. He just doesn't enjoy it the way we would think you would enjoy it. He's won seven national titles. Right, but when Darius Rucker creates a song or an album, it doesn't have to be number one every single time. When you're Nick Saban, you've got to win the championship every single time or you're a failure. And I don't think Darius has to deal with that pressure that every hit better be the top hit. And uh, Alabama's the number one team, the preseason poll, voted on by the uh, coaches and uh, Coach Saban joining us on the program. What do you think of the uh, preseason coaches poll? (laughs) Funny you should ask. Um, I don't think that really it matters much where you start the season. It's much more important where you finish. I do think that your team has to have enough maturity to know that it's great to get recognized uh, and respected as a team, but this particular team hasn't done really anything yet to determine what its identity is going to be, and I think that's key to sustaining over the long haul of the season is to play with some kind of level of consistency and uh, prove what kind of team you really can have, which, you know, 
nice to be recognized, but it, it, in reality, it means nothing. Who did you vote for? Uh, I don't really. Good question. I don't. I don't really ever like to vote for us first. I will say that, especially in the beginning, until we've sort of proven who we are. So uh, I'll I'll leave it at that. When's the last time you went into a season and you went, I got something special? Uh, you know, I think that the 2019 team um, that had to deal with COVID, when we got knocked out of practice in school on March 13th, the first day of spring practice, and I said, okay, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you an Apple Watch at the scale. you got to go home and work out on your own, and we're going to have three Zooms every week um, to go over the installs and what we would have done in spring practice over the air. And nobody missed a meeting. Nobody missed a workout. And this was all a choice and decision that players had to make on their own mm. with really very little supervision. And the players really wanted to play that season, and pretty special group to go 13 and 0 and win a championship. So I, I would say that's kind of the last time. It's got to be tough. You know, all coaches are control freaks and you don't have that much control. So you really are relying on somebody 18, 19, 20 years of age to do what they're supposed to do. Yeah, but I think I've been doing this long enough to know is when you do have a, a group that shows that kind of responsibility and accountability that's something that you can really work with and build on, whether you're controlling it or not, because there's a lot of things that happen in the game that you don't have any control of. So if the players control it instead of you having to control it, you're a lot better off. When's the last time you really laughed, smiled, like something you know, for football that made you, I don't know, cracked you up? Like, how often does that happen? Because you're pretty good at keeping your emotions close. Well, I think it happens a lot. I just think that sometimes people don't see it. Um, I guess I'm pretty serious about what I do. Uh, most people who um, have any kind of level of success, whether it's players, coaches, or whatever, or, you know, they sort of enjoy the 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 process of what you have to do to actually, um, you know, have success. So I enjoy what I do. Uh, maybe I don't laugh about it a lot, but when I'm away from it, I laugh quite a bit, probably as much as anybody. When's the last time you were truly tempted to leave Alabama? I've never been tempted to leave Alabama. I think that after your journey, we all have journeys in life and you find out about yourself a little bit more in each choice and each decision that you make along the way. And, um, I found out when I went back to pro football the last time, 15, 16 years ago, that that was my, always my ultimate goal to be a head coach in the national football league. And, mm -hmm. you know, once I got there, I said, you know, I, I enjoyed the college game, a lot because I love the the development of players personally, academically, athletically. A lot of a lot of positive self gratification and all that. Um, so when I got the opportunity to come to Alabama, I was like, you know, this is it for me. So I really 
not had a lot of t- temptation uh, to go anyplace else. And I look at the job here as, well, it's a rebuilding year every year. You know, you got a new team, you got new players, new leadership, uh, new people to count on. Uh, so you're really like starting all over. You don't need to go someplace else and try to rebuild something because you're really rebuilding what you got every year. Talking to Nick Saban, Alabama head coach. How do you not make that meeting with Texas A&M personal for you? Uh, it's not personal at all. You know, the game is about the players. Um, and, you know, my concern was not directed toward any particular school. I should have never mentioned any particular school. It was really the state of college football in terms of where we are and how we're doing things and what's happening. And I'm all for the players. I'm all for name, image, and likeness. I don't think it was the intention that that whole scenario be used, you know, as a recruiting tool for anyone. And um, so it, it's really my concern about the game. And um, But I'm all for the players. Our players are doing very well in name, image, and likeness, and we want to continue to support them on that. When's the last time you thought about retiring? Uh, I, I don't really think about retiring. I always think about what the heck am I going to do if I do retire? And, uh, that's, that's a scary, that's a scary thought. Um, I don't think about so, it either coach. When people say, how much longer are you going to do this? And I go, I, I don't know why I, I, I like doing what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm going to do if, when I stop doing it. That's exactly how I feel. And, um, I, I don't know if that's hard for people to understand. Uh, there's nothing that I want to do. Like some people want to go to Europe or go to Scotland and play golf and all that. I, I, I don't, you know, I, I wouldn't mind doing all that stuff, but I don't have to quit my job to do it. I, I worry about, you know, what am I going to do if I don't do this? And, and when I say, what am I going to do? I don't mean play golf or whatever. I mean, how are you going to get any kind of positive self gratification and feeling of accomplishment? when you've done something for so long that you like so much and then all of a sudden it's not there. So that's, it's a good question. I don't really have the answer to that one. Who retires first, you or Bill Belichick? Uh, that's a hypothetical question that I'm not sure I'm qualified to answer. Um, I don't know what his feelings are, so I really can't speak for him, but you know how I'm, I'm kind of committed to the grind. <laughs> But could I see you coach a high school team like a defensive, a defensive coach for a high school team? Like, could you find satisfaction, gratification doing something like that? Uh, good question. You know, I like coaching players. Uh, when, we, when we have high school camps here or we have young players, I enjoy coaching those players as much as I enjoy coaching our players. Of course, you only have them for a day or two, but um, it's still the whole thought of helping somebody get better that uh, I think is, you know, coaching is teaching, teaching the ability to inspire learning. So if you're doing that, I think, you know, there's a, there's a lot of positive self-gratification in that as well. Can the SEC get too big numbers-wise, Coach? You know, I, I, I'm not sure... I think we're probably headed in a direction, like it or not, of mega conferences. 
how that all turns out and what's too big and what's not big enough is probably a pretty good question to try to figure out, but I'm not sure anybody has the answer to that right now. And maybe we have two or three mega conferences and then, you know, that's where the playoff teams come from. I really, I really don't know, but it looks like we're headed in that direction. Yeah, Coach, I wonder if, and I brought this up to Greg Sankey, that do you have like maybe 60 teams, you have AFC, NFC, like you, you just use the NFL model. Well, that's, that seems to be where we're heading. Um, Is that so good or bad? I'm not sure. Uh, it's probably going to be good for some people but it's not going to be good for all people because everybody won't be able to compete at that level. So we'll create a separation, like at least probably 50% of the schools, you know, that are considered division one schools right now would not be able to compete, yeah. you know, that way. Now maybe they come up with some kind of way like they do in soccer where uh, over in Europe, I think, I don't understand it completely where, yeah, the relegation. You know, you, yeah, where yeah, yeah, where if you have a really good team at, you know, Wichita State, and you 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 can qualify for the playoffs even though you don't play in that division. If I'm late to one of your meetings, let's say three minutes late, what happens? Uh, we 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 don't. Um, you know, first of all, we don't want anybody to be late. Uh, I think that punctuality is something that players have to understand is really important to help them be successful. Uh, we talk about everybody buying into the principles and values of the organization and to, so that everybody is respected and can gain the trust. And to do that, everybody's got to do and be responsible and accountable to do their job. No different than, you know, blocking the right guy, playing the right coverage, throwing to the right guy. So being late is just a, an opportunity to learn a lesson that you're not being accountable, you're not being responsible, and therefore, how can you you be trusted, you know, on the team? So, this is a responsibility all players, people, I think, need to, you know, understand and learn, especially when you're playing a team game, because you're not only responsible to yourself, you've got to be responsible to your teammates as well. I won't be late, but I'm just saying if I was, did I, do I get yelled at or, you know, do I have to run steps or something? Well, um, I don't think the, the punitive part of it is always helpful. Sometimes it's helpful to some people. <laughs> um, I would say in your case, it'd probably do you a lot of good, but I don't know <laughs> that we need to do that to everybody on our team. <laughs> I like to run down steps, Coach, not up up steps. So just so you know, if you punish me, let me run down steps, okay? All right. We'll, we'll try to work it out. Uh, good luck, Coach. We'll check in with you during the season. Always appreciate your time. All right. Thanks, man. Have a good day. All right. It's Coach Saban. You know, he brought up a couple of things. He brought up relegation. Now, I – kind of formed the question to talk about AFC, NFC, you know, NFL model, fewer teams. And he knows it's coming. And yes, the SEC can get too big, but that's where we're headed. But bringing up relegation, which we brought up on the show a couple of times. In fact, it's been a couple of years where we brought this up. Make it exciting from the top to bottom with college football and the number of teams. 
number of playoffs. He brought up Wichita State out of nowhere. But let's say they're Division Two or 1AA, whatever we want to call them. They get called up to the top 60 teams. And for one year, they get to play. If they keep their ranking, final rankings, imagine the drama around the final rankings or after a bowl game or bowl games that you don't think matters, but then it matters. So I think there's, there's a lot there that's still to be played out and probably while Coach Saban is still coaching. A couple of phone calls, then we'll take a break. Uh, Brian in Florida. Hi, Brian. What's on your mind? Hey there, DP. Hey, bud. First time, long time. Five eight one seventy five. EP, I got to talk about Deshaun Jackson really quickly. Deshaun Watson. I mean, Deshaun Watson. Sorry, Deshaun Jackson. I went to Cal. I love him. Um, sports is a metaphor for life, right? You get out of it what you put in. It teaches you accountability to yourself, your coaches, your teammates. The lack of accountability with Deshaun Watson is astonishing. You've got sixty plus women who came forward. He actively fought 24 lawsuits last year. He quit on his team last year. And to this day, he still refuses to admit he's got a serious problem. I agree. We've, we're, we're all in agreement. Now, 60 women didn't come forward. The New York Times article said that he had 60 masseuses. But there weren't 60 allegations. Granted, at what point do you go, that's a lot of allegations? Like, is two a lot of allegations? 24 is a lot, but you're right. He has shown no contrition whatsoever. Joe in Kentucky, then we'll take a break. Hi, Joe. Hey, Dan, long-time listener, and I really appreciate your show, especially when I had COVID last year and sat in isolation for two weeks. So really appreciate you guys. All right. And the Deshaun Watson case, while he did all that stuff, if you look at it in total, I – thinking about judge robinson's part of this she said yes he did all these things there's enough evidence but let's look at it from a fairness the suspension is based on precedent the nfl did this to themselves yeah yeah we we we've agreed with that we're, we're past that joe but here's the thing it's like when you go hey the game is over and you go no we get to bat one more time but they made a deal with the NFL Players Association that they get lasted bats. They can appeal this. That's what they're doing. So the commissioner and the NFL screwed this up for years in how they punish players. And this time they want to have somebody clean up. And that's what it is. You know, the judge said, look, should it be more? This is predatorial. Uh, she, 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 sort of open the window for this, or the door, for that matter, to say, um, this is my ruling because of what's happened before, but there's more here. And that's what the commissioner is taking and running with. And now he handed off to this former attorney general, New Jersey, and you're basically saying, help us write a new policy here. And that's what's going to happen. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. 
Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. By the way, the uh, ayahuasca t-shirt, ayahuasca is for lovers, is for sale, danpatrick.com. The uh, t-shirt that everybody wants because apparently ayahuasca made Aaron Rodgers a better lover. Somehow we make the smooth segue to Darius Rucker, who joins us now. You know, I was thinking about you when I heard this Aaron Rodgers story about ayahuasca. When you guys were not thinking about me. Yeah, well, no, no, (laughs) hold on. Because when you guys were doing a show, you guys were upstate New York, and I think some mushrooms were consumed. Yeah, that was was a great story. Okay. Yeah, we were playing a, a PAC. And after the the show, they were consumed, and uh, we pretty much went up and lived a life up in the hills 
<laughs> upstate New York for about six hours. So wait, it you just awesome. you guys just went in the woods and got lost? We just went in the woods. We just went in the woods. Some people were the Highlanders because they went high in the woods. We were down by the water. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, full intro. Uh, Darius is the headliner for the next uh, CMT Storytellers one-hour concert special featuring performances never before heard stories about how some of the stars' biggest hits came to life. A uh, three-time Grammy winner, and of course, uh, the uh, former lead singer of Hootie and the Blowfish. All right, here's the poll question. Would you rather I'm, be you? I'm still the lead singer of Hootie and the Blowfish. You are? I'm still the lead singer of Hootie and the Blowfish. Okay, so, yeah. so still yeah. the current okay. lead singer <laughs> until you're replaced yes. You know, by Scott. <laughs> I'm thinking Scott Stapp of Creed will take over. <laughs> I think they're going to get Corey Glover from In Living Color. Okay, here's the poll question today. Would you rather be you or Nick Saban? Like, whose career? Oh, Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Okay. Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Everybody wants to be the GOAT. You know, everybody wants to be the greatest at what they did. Nick Saban is now in that Michael Jordan, Ric Flair uh, category Tiger Woods would be the greatest at what he's ever what he did. Uh, everybody, I'd rather be Nick. Okay, but if I said you could be George Strait, or you could be Nick Saban. Oh, George Strait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going to going to, go to play stadiums just because I feel like it. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take George Strait. <laughs> um, we we saw this uh, documentary on Woodstock '99. I don't know if you've seen that yet. I saw some of it. I didn't see the whole thing, but it, yeah, it's a mess. Yeah, it was crazy. Were you guys ever? Were you asked to be at Woodstock night? Was Hootie and the Blowfish? Oh no, man, we are cool enough to get asked to do stuff like that. You know. That. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Well, you had Alanis Morissette and show. We've never been invited. We've never been invited to Bonnaroo, man. Really? Yeah. If you were invited to Woodstock '99, would Hootie and the Blowfish have gone? Of course, absolutely. But you know what's Absolutely. tricky, though, Darius, was... is where they place you. Let's say Corn is playing, and then Hootie and the Blow Rage Against the Machine is playing, and then Hootie and the Blowfish <laughs> comes up. Let me tell you right now, if they put Rage Against the Machine in front of us, we would just go pack up and go. We're not even going on. <laughs> but you know who they followed? I'm not even going on. You know who they followed Rage in the Machine with? Who? Bruce Hornsby. Oh my goodness gracious! Who the hell is that thinking? Went well. I, I, that yes. went over well. I'm sure that was that was fun. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, you know who followed Corn? Who? Jewel. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty then. Whoever whoever put that show together was not was really high. But I'll have, just say that. But have you have you been at a festival where when you come on or like? You know, you know the audience is like, oh boy, I don't know if this is going to go well. Uh, not so much a festival. Um, I was at a guitar pole once, and Chris Stapleton sang before me, oh, and I was like, I'm not singing. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, if you don't move my part, my part of the show, I'm not singing any of my songs. <laughs> Why would they not have Chris Stapleton close it out? That's what I asked the same question. They were like, well, you got the hits. I was like, yeah, but you hear this boy's voice? <laughs> Let him go last. <laughs> uh, the last time you were nervous going on stage? I get nervous every night. 
I still get nervous every night. Because it, it, it's, uh, you know, some nights are better than others. And I think if I ever stop getting at least a little nervous, I'll stop playing. But are you ner- are you nervous you're going to forget words? No, I was more nervous. You know, you're more nervous you're going to miss notes. Uh, you know, oh. the words are, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 56 now. I got a teleprompter, so I'm not so worried <laughs> about the words. <laughs> but it's more like, you know, hitting bad notes and stuff. Yeah, that more worried about that than anything else. Wait, you have to read off a prompter? No, I never do, but just in case I have to. Uh, you know, if I, you know, I have forgotten. You've seen me forget to. Oh. I turn to you during letter cry and go, hey, Dan, what's the word? I know. You've seen it happen. So. <laughs> so Darius is out there singing, and then he turns to me at the side of the stage. He goes, "What are the what are the words?" I go, "You wrote the damn song, not me." Letter cry. And it was letter cry played eighteen hundred times. <laughs> I didn't know the words. That's unbelievable. You ever had a crowd though that was dangerous? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We've uh, well, you know, back in the club days, big time. But uh, uh, one one day we were playing, and the the crazy thing is. We played so many southern places, and not, and it's everything's been okay. And we played upstate New York once, a country show, and we look out, and there is five Confederate flags that are bigger than my bus, and these guys are walking around the crowd. Oh boy, with them, and so my guys go out, go, and they admit who they were and what they were there for, and we kicked them out. But we thought we were gonna have to fight those guys. Yeah. How do you perform when you look out and you see that? Well, I perform for everybody else but them. You know, I was still <laughs> singing for the people who paid their money. You know. Oh you know, man, jerks gonna be jerks gonna be jerks, man. They're gonna do it. I can't let them mess up everybody else's fun. Uh, Fritzy has been singing lately. He did it. Always great. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. Okay, so Olivia Newton-John just passed away. Yes. Yes. And uh, Fritzy did a tribute to Olivia Newton-John, but he. Oh, that's awesome. No, it's not. He <laughs> so he he wanted to sing a song that w- was "Let's Get Quizzical" instead of "Let's Get Physical." So let's get quizzical when we have a quiz about sports. Uh-huh. So uh, you judge it, and maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe there's magic in here, and uh, here is here's Todd singing. Let's get quizzical. We're coming up with questions that I know you like. It makes good sports radio conversation. You gotta answer it just right. You know what I mean. Don't Google it, just try to think it out. Challenge yourself mentally. Make sure you know what you're talking about or get embarrassed on radio and TV. Let's get quizzical. Quizzical. I wanna get quizzical. Okay. Let's get into quizzical. Now, <laughs> did you? You look like you just ate bad fish. I'm like, did, was he even listening to the music? <laughs> to the music. That was not your best, Fritzy. Fritzy, that was not your best. Epic Very fail. That and you know, Darius, he fail. he was trying to pay tribute to her. He wasn't joking. He was. Oh, I know. That was bad. That, and, he, and you know I usually like your stuff. That one was bad. Has anybody said no to you covering one of their songs? No, but you don't have to ask. You know, you just play them. Even when you record? Don't have to ask. Just record it. 
and then pay. I've never asked anybody. Yeah, and then they get paid. Yeah. So when Ryan Adams did the entire Taylor Swift album, he doesn't have to ask Taylor Swift. I mean, no, he doesn't have to. I mean, I'm sure he talked to her about it, but he didn't have to. Not by law. No. What's the song you wasn't you want to cover, but you haven't been able to? Oh, good question. Uh, you know what song I really think? I, I'm going to get Zach Brown. I mean, me and Zach Brown are going to do Pink Houses. That, that's my goal. I think that would be a really good song to do with Zach. Mm, okay. Yeah. Have so you, call, have yeah, you, call him for me. Have you talked? <laughs> but, but you've done the song with John Mellencamp. Yes. We did it at uh, Crossroads. And it was, it was one of the great moments of my career. That was awesome. But didn't Mellencamp say, hey, I know it was a big deal for him. Like he was. Yeah, it was just another day for John. <laughs> it's like, I mean, yeah. it was really, that's not one of those things that Crossroads is not something that he would do a lot. For him to say he would do it with me was a big honor. But, you know, yeah, John, that was just not, I'm, I'm you know, pooping my pants and, you know, John's just like, let's get this rehearsal over with. <laughs> um, how were you when you thought the Dolphins could get Tom Brady? I, I I don't want Tom Brady. I want I want Tua Tagovailoa. Oh, okay. You're all in, huh? I'm all in. Ty, we got the cheetah. We got Waddle. I I I have already. The no. NFL called me the other day and asked me my ring size for my Super Bowl ring. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that the NFL is it time for the NFL to give halftime show to country music? Yeah, I think it's time for a country. I think it's time for. I mean, it hasn't been a country since a singer since Garth did it back in the day. So, you know, we've had some great ones. I think it's time to. Okay, you know, I'm going to make with, you. With, yes. you're, you're producing it. Give me, okay. give me five acts for Arizona Super Bowl. Uh, Luke Bryan, uh, Blake Shelton, Carrie Underwood. Me <laughs> and uh, and uh, <laughs> let's see who the fifth would be. Oh, you would want to say Garth, but Garth has already done it. So you know, you end it with George Strait just standing up there behind that microphone doing "Give It Away" or something, and, and you just got heaven right there. And once again, your bias against Chris Stapleton showed because you didn't mention Chris Stapleton. Well, that's because I don't want to have to sing after he, does, <laughs> and they would put me right behind him. <laughs> What about Taylor Swift? <laughs> oh, but Taylor's pop now. Taylor's going to get her own Super Bowl by herself. <laughs> Why does she have to come in hours? <laughs> Can we have hours? Can we just have our little thing? Taylor's going to have her own big Super Bowl. All right, so you're in. <laughs> you're on. in. Uh, I'm in. Okay. Right. There's nothing I want. There's nothing in the world I want to do more than in my career. There's nothing I've done. There's nothing I haven't done for halftime of the Super Bowl that I want to do. Nothing. That's it. Huh. All right. Well, you you know, you got some good artists there. Carrie Underwood's you've sang with Carrie Underwood, haven't you? Absolutely. Carrie's special. She's one of the best singers ever. She's special. She's what's, special. I mean, what's she's... more likely to happen? Your halftime at the Super Bowl or the Dolphins are in the Super Bowl? Dolphins are in the Super Bowl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> much more likely to happen than me getting this thing at halftime in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh so we're gonna see you in a couple of weeks. Looking forward to it, man. Always looking forward to seeing you. Yeah, that'll be in uh, Bridge, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Yeah, and by the way, what? Dolphins are going to win the Super Bowl. You, I'm, and this is not the Darius. 
preseason prediction, crazy stuff. I'm you say you. this every year. But this is our this is my Nostradamus year. This is the year. You will be, you will be playing this in February. Okay, but let's make a bet on this because you just throw this out every year and I never call you on it. Okay. What do you, what do you want to say? I'm, you tell me. I'm confident. Fritzy gets to sing as the opening act on the road with you. I'll do this. If they don't go, Fritzy gets to pick any two songs he wants. My band will learn them and he gets to come up and sing. Absolutely. But what if he wants Hall and Oates? Like they'll they'll know it. They'll okay. know it like they will we'll know it like we wrote it. Absolutely, that's amazing. Are you, uh, yes. you okay I, with I am, that, Tom? I am all in on that. That's I already got private eyes and kiss on my list working. Out. So, 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 <laughs> so, so you're not going to play Darius songs or Hootie songs. You're going to do Hall and Oates. You play with yeah, words. You play with words. I don't want to do my songs. No, no. Here you go. Let's you go. can no, twist it, it around, baby. That ain't enough, cause girl, I'm gonna know if you're letting me in or letting me go. Don't lie when you're hurting inside, cause you can't escape, you can't my, escape my eyes. Private eyes. <laughs> okay. Clap, clap. Clap. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, what does Darius get if he wins? Yeah. Absolutely. What, what, yeah, Paul. If Darius wins, I get to come, I get to come host. Yeah. Well, you can, I'll let you host the show. Well, what, Paul? If I, what do I get to If Darius if wins, win, Fritzy never is? sings again. Oh. <laughs> wow. Oh. That's oh. just harsh. That's no, I don't want that. That's no I, mean. I don't want that. I don't want that. No, nope, I won't make that bad because I want Fritzy to keep singing. And you don't want to host. Yeah. This is three hours, man. Like, this is, this is a lot. I could do three hours, man. Once. I don't want to do it like every Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fine. Uh, all right. We got, got a bad. All right. Uh, all right. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. All right, man. Love you. All right. Love you, too. That's uh, Darius Rucker. Dolphins make him cry. Not this year, though. Not crying. Super Bowl or bust. Yeah. I like it. Yep. Todd, now he's got a great, great band. Great backup band there. I better bring it. Would you do that? I would. Damn, that would be great. Damn three piece. Damn three piece. You make you continue to make dreams come true. Yeah, that's Ian's favorite part. <laughs> that's, that's, that's you a... make my dreams I come true. What I want, you got, but my belong to him. Like a flame in the candle. You make my dreams come true. I'm down on my dreams. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. 
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.